Blog Talk Radio. Way down among Brazilians, coffee beans grow by the billions. So they've got to find those extra cups to fill. They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil. You can't get cherry soda, cause they've got to fill that quota. And the way things are, I'll bet they never will. They've got a zillion tons of coffee in Brazil. No tea. Or tomato juice, you'll see No potato juice Cause the planners down in Santa's All say no, no, no The politician's daughter Was accused of drinking water And was fined the great big $50 bill They've got an awful lot of coffee in Brazil Like a percolator, her perfume was made right on the grill. Why they could percolate the ocean in Brazil. And when their ham and eggs need savor, coffee ketchup gives them flavor. Coffee pickles way outsell the dill. Why they put coffee in the coffee in Brazil. No tea, no tomato juice. You'll see, no potato juice. The planters down in Santa's all say no, no, no. So you add to the local color, serving coffee with a crawler. Duncan doesn't take a lot of skill. They've got an awful lot of coffee, an awful lot of coffee. Man, they got a gang of coffee in Brazil. Welcome, everybody. Hi, I'm Jory. I'm the Coffee Psychic, your host of tonight's show and your psychic, uh, your psychic journey. So uh, how every, how's everyone doing tonight? Um, I know we missed a week last week. And, um, and again, you guys know I'm doing some classes, so that's what's going on here. That's why I'm not on weekly right now. But as soon as those classes are done, uh, I'll be back on weekly for you guys. Anyway, so we've got a wonderful, wonderful um, topic tonight and a wonderful guest. Catherine's going to be joining us to talk about her near experience. And um, we're just going to see, we're going to invite Catherine on right now. You know, I let you guys know we're doing the show tonight. If you guys have had any near-death experiences, please call in, share it with us. Uh, We're going to be talking to Catherine for uh, a little bit first. 
And then, because if you're calling in to ask her questions, you'll be able to ask her a question. If you're calling in for a psychic question, you'll be able to ask that also. Uh, not right away, though, so you'll have to hang on the line and uh, listen to the show. All right, well, let's see. Let's see if we've got Catherine here. I believe we do. Hi, Dorianne. Catherine, how are Hi. you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And I've got to ask, is it Catherine with a C or Catherine with a K? Catherine with a C. That's what I thought. I hope I spelled it right. <laughs> so thanks for joining us tonight. Of course, of course. No problem. It's my pleasure. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So, you know, the topic of near-death experience is a... Um, is something that's been around for quite a while, uh, certainly yeah. over the last many, many years. I think more people have really been paying attention to it after so many people have had reports of what's happened to them as they've almost died, accidents, hospital visits. I mean, all sorts of uh, people have come forward and said, wait, I, I was out of my body or I saw what happened during the operation or you know, yeah, and then I came back yeah. to my body. Or angels were telling me, no, no, it's not my time. You've got to go back, whatever it is. And yeah. um, we had been doing a reading not too long ago, and you were sharing with me that you had this experience. And I, I thought it would be really neat if you'd share it with everybody. So yeah. um, that's yeah. what we're going to do tonight. Yes. Yeah. So um, what happened? I so- if, uh, well, um, I was diagnosed with uh, stage 3 Hodgkin's lymphoma in December of 2015. And uh, I began my journey to get better um, in January. And I had uh, about six months of very aggressive chemotherapy. Um, And as the months went on, um, you know, my treatment that was supposed to heal me actually almost took my life. um, And that's how I... Ended Uh-oh. up with my near-death experience. I, um, you know, I had had uh, uh, about three days after I finished my last round of chemotherapy, um, I had developed um, pneumonia because I had no white blood cells Uh-oh. from my chemotherapy, and then, you know, it caused me to go into septic shock and acute renal failure. So I ended up in a coma for two weeks, and that's when I had had my near-death experience. Um, you know, I, I, I don't remember everything, how I got there, because I was losing time. You know, I was so, I was so very ill. I, I, I mean, I guess you could say I was on my deathbed, you know, and, uh, you know, I ended up uh, getting intubated because I, I couldn't breathe, you know, and they, and they tried, like, putting me on a, on a BiPAP machine, which helps you breathe better, um, and it wasn't working, so they had to put me in a coma, and because my septic shock causes all of your um, your vital organs to shut down, and my kidneys were shutting down, so I was in the coma. And and what I remember when I was in the coma was floating really high in the sky above my body. It was like almost like I was in the clouds, and I was looking down at myself, and I was in kind of a contorted position, which uh, I later found out was because I was. I was kind of combative when I was in the coma, you know, I, I was fighting for my life, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and, and I saw, I saw all of my loved ones around me, doctors, nurses, uh, all standing around me. I saw a chaplain, you know, from the hospital, um, standing around me. Oh, and wow. was so you were beautiful. really getting ready to head out of town. Yeah, they were, they, they were, in other words, they were ready to almost call it quits. 
um, you know, and yeah. And one of the things uh, I found out is that the doctor was telling my family, you know, it's up to it's up to her now. Um, but you know, when I was floating above myself, I had all of this beautiful, beautiful light, sunlight coming in everywhere from all different directions all around me. And uh, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I remember specifically is that I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't in pain. You know, I had had chest tubes in me. I had had catheters in me, IVs everywhere, everywhere in me. I had a lot going on. You know, um, I had supposedly had a, a thoracentesis, which is when they take the fluid out of your lungs to biopsy, they put a long needle on your back, which could be very painful, but painful, but I didn't feel any of this. You know, I was, I was wow. just calm. It was a serene feeling. And then all I remember after that is I was in my old house I lived in, uh, previous to the one that I'm in now. And my uncle who was deceased was there with me. He had committed suicide in 2013 and he was there yeah, with me and ever God bless him, exactly. And you know, ever since he he committed suicide, I've always felt his presence there. It's like it's like I know he's gone, but I felt like he was always still there with me. So when I was mm-hmm. with him, wherever I was, I he he was talking to me, but I, his mouth wasn't moving. I just knew what he was saying. Um, yes. But he was—he always used to lounge around the house in boxers and a t-shirt. And he was in his boxers and a t-shirt, and he was very relaxed. He was laid—he was laying back. He was comfortable, and I smelled him so. And it was so intense how much I smelled him. It was almost nauseating. Um, yeah. And, and then—and then after that, it, it's like I—I I just knew I was going to be okay. And then all I remember after that is hearing a female voice, it was one of the nurses or their doctors saying, Catherine, cough, and then I felt them, you know, taking the tube out of my throat, and then I was awake, you know, and then I was telling my story to my mother, you know, my Uncle Dan, who was deceased, is her brother, and I was like, I'm mad at Uncle Danny, I'm mad at him, and I don't know why, and I still smelled him, and um, Mm -hmm. I had remembered, I remembered talking to you years, you know, years ago shortly after he had passed and I and uh I remember you telling me once how if you smell um you had heard somewhere that if you if you smell a deceased person that's their way of comforting you so mm-hmm. I took that as maybe that was his way of letting me know it's going to be okay um because it was it was so bizarre when I was when I was in the coma I remember hearing uh, my family having conversations about me, and they were all the way at the end of the hall at the nurses' station uh, talking oh about me. Yeah, I I had saw my husband something. I said, "Did you have your head in your hands and were you crying?" I remember that because my husband's not a big crier, you know. So mm-hmm. for him to cry is kind of a big thing. And he's like, "Yeah, I was at home when I was doing that." And I'm like, "I remember that," I, you know, because I wasn't sure if I was dreaming what exactly it was but he's like I was at home and you know and um that's that's pretty much all I remember but the the thing Mm -hmm. that made me feel good is I felt that I I knew my uncle was there he was there to protect me because I would always pray when I was sick uh for God to just 
don't leave my side, God. Please don't leave my side. Fill my body with the life of Christ. And I always used to say one thing you told me to say, and that was to please keep me happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what you always used to tell me. And uh, that's one of the things I always prayed for. So it was it was nice to know that I was there with a, a loved one and I was being watched over um, and that I'm back because God has a plan for all of us, but I, I really think yeah. he's got something else in store for me. You know, maybe it's just yeah. spread the word, you know, and, you know, but uh, I'm just, I'm happy to be here. I don't want to go back there for a very long time, even though it was very nice, but I don't want to go back there for well, a long time. Well, it was so. nice, though, wasn't it, Catherine? So <clears throat> It was, it was you very have- nice. You know, you had your uncle there, and um, even though uh-huh. he, you know, committed suicide, he you saw uh-huh. him, and he wasn't in a dark place, you know. He was literally okay, and you, uh-huh. you, were, repu- you were reporting, like, when you said his mouth wasn't moving, but you, mm-hmm. but he was communicating with you, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how it occurs yeah. when a lot of spirits come by to communicate with people or they see their dead relatives. Like, they might not even uh-huh. see their face, but they know who it is. And their and mouth is moving, but face. they're. Oh, there you yeah, go. I, but you knew it was it's him. Like I didn't. I didn't see his face at first. Like I, I had a glimpse of it. Um, yeah. But for the most part, I did not see his face. But I knew it was him because he was in the boxers and the t-shirt, and the bottom of his belly would stick out a little bit. He wasn't fat or anything. Yeah. It's just his little, his little belly would stick out, and he always put his hand on his stomach, and I, and that's how I just knew it was him. I just, I didn't. Need explanation as to who it was. I knew it was him, and you know, I saw I saw his face very vaguely. Do I remember seeing it very quickly? But I knew it was him even before I saw his face. You know, it was it was his smell. It was his smell, and still to this day, I, I could smell it. It's very very intense sometimes. You know, and you know, but uh, it, it, so it made you me. Do you feel him around the, you? Does he come around you, Catherine? Yeah, I don't I don't feel it as much and I don't know if it's because I'm in remission now and I'm hopefully done with this journey and <laughs> that journey, you know, mm-hmm. and uh on to bigger and better things. Um you know, I, I every once in a while I'll get that feeling, you know, and I think about them every day, you know, but sometimes you just get that feeling, you know, it's it's sort of like when you pray yeah. and you just get that feeling over you, like that veil of just comfort and calm that comes over you. It's kind of, it's like that. That's, it's almost, it's it's almost like euphoric in a way. I guess you can explain yeah. it. Uh, yeah, but uh, I knew it was him though, you know, and the thing that got me was the fact that a lot of people say, you know, people that commit suicide, they go to hell, they don't go to heaven. Well, he seemed very comfortable and happy and yeah. <laughs> wherever he was you know there wasn't it didn't look like hell we were in our old house you know and it actually was a very comforting feeling so you know that made my mother feel better now you know that he is safe and you don't have to worry about him yes yes beautiful so how how has this experience like what was your experience before your near-death experience you know like before (laughs) you'd gotten the cancer and then what was your experience after you had this near-death experience like how has that changed your life well, I've always I've always considered myself a very grounded person, a very spiritual. But um, you know, you also you hear stories about this from other people, and I've always believed in them, you know. But it's just so different when it happens to you. But it has made me um, 
more of a relaxed person. It makes it puts a lot of things in perspective. It makes you realize, you know, what's important in life and what's not. You know, and I've I've never been a materialistic person. I've never I've never um you know discriminated against people or said or felt I'm better than somebody. I, I've never been that type of person. But I think this is even more so giving me even more compassion, more respect um, for human life, even though I've already had that. You know, I'm a nurse. I work in an emergency room, and I take care of people for a living. And it it just, it gives me, it gave me more compassion towards people and and understanding of what they're going through. Because sometimes, you know, you, you try to help people. You try to, you know, save their life, and you don't, 100% 100% understand what they're going through and I still will never 100% understand what everybody's going through but you have a little more of an understanding of it if, if that makes sense um, it does you know and it also do you have more of a yeah, do you have more of a sense do you worry about people now when they're going to die or do you really get the beauty of what it's like on the other side now that you've had this experience I kind of get the beauty at first it's I know the dread and despair that they feel um, cause I know that's how I felt at times, you know, you just, it's like, I don't have, you feel like you don't even have chemotherapy going through your veins anymore. It's just despair. Sometimes you're like, this really could take my life, you know, but, but then also I think to myself, okay, you know, wherever I was, it wasn't bad. So you almost, I, I don't want to say envy it, but it's, you're happy for them that they're going to be going to a very good place. The best place you could ever hope to be. Is, is what yeah. I think, you know, and, um, and also, you know, another way it changed me is, you know, I've, I, I'm always, a I've always been a worrier, you know, I worry about everybody. I worry about all the animals on the commercials you see, you know, getting abused and neglected Aww. and same thing with children and, you know, and sometimes it, it would overwhelm me and I would obsess over it. I would obsess over my patients that came in that were sick with cancer specifically. I mean, I would, I would worry about everybody, but in particular, you know, every day, when I would say my prayers for years, I would always be like, I would always end my prayers with, with Lord Jesus, please don't ever give me cancer. Cause I just see what it does to the human body. And, you know, maybe that's why God gave me cancer. It's to make me realize, okay, you can, you're, you're a strong person. You can get through it. Stop obsessing about it and live your life and enjoy your life. You know, maybe that's why he gave this to me. And maybe that's why, he sent me back is maybe to spread the word to people, you know, there's, there's more important stuff to worry about. You know, it's, it's out of your control. It's, it's, it's in his hands. What's going to happen is what's going to happen. And you just got to learn to enjoy every day instead of obsessing about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. You know, yeah. that's the way I look at it, <laughs> you know, it might not ever um, happen. It might not ever happen. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's, I was worrying about things that at the time, you know, weren't even happening. You know, I was worrying about the future and you can't do that. You just can't do it because they always say if you're worried about the future, you're anxious. If you're worried about the past, you're depressed. If you worry about the present, if you think about the present, you're happy, you know. And oh, I was always, I was always anxious. I was always worrying about the future and what could happen. And I can't, I was, it was making me very anxious and I, I can't, that'll give you cancer. I can't do that anymore. You know, I, I gotta. Anything could, right? Anything day could. Day. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. And exactly. I think they say, so. I think, what, well, I can't remember that whole thing, but it's something like, um, 
today is uh, yesterday is something, tomorrow's a gift, and today is a present, you know, because you're in the present. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, exactly. Being in the present exactly. really is is a wonderful place to be. So, it sure uh, how is. has this changed your family, Catherine? Oh gosh, it's we've always been close, but I think it's definitely made us even closer. My husband has told me. Um, we're both stubborn Aries. <laughs> um, okay. he's, he's on the extreme. He's on the extreme end of the stubborn Aries. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he he would, uh, you know, he he doesn't handle stress very well. You know, he's a wonderful man. I couldn't have done this without him by my side. I mean, he's. I I still to this day thank God every day for putting him in my life as my husband. You know, and I am mm-hmm. ever so grateful for him. But you know, you know, everybody's you know got their, you know, little issues, you know, and nobody's perfect, you know, but he he just doesn't handle stress very well. But it is, he told me that after all of this, um, it makes him, it made him realize, you know, what's important, like what's, what deserves, you know, his, his attention, what doesn't, what may, you know, things like would make him angry before that don't make him angry now. Uh, you know, because wow. he realizes things could be worse, you know, and that's that's what he always says. He's just glad, you know, I'm here. It made him realize that there are more important things to worry about, you know, instead of, you know, somebody cutting you off in traffic and, you know, let them go then. If they want to cut you off, then let them go, you know. Um, as, you know, before it would have been, you know, he would have honked at him, probably flipped him off or whatever, you know, and now it's it's just let it be, you know, it's. That's they got their own thing going on. Focus on what's important. And they do, and we don't know what it is, now. right? I mean, we don't know if exactly. they're not on their, on their way to emergency or whatever. They're just trying to exactly. dart in, in and out through traffic. We don't know. Exactly, exactly. That person could be following somebody to the emergency room that has cancer, I and mean, that's not making it. I mean, who knows? You know what I mean? You don't, you don't know what everybody's yeah. story is. So you know, um, yeah. sometimes you got to put yourself in other people's shoes, and that's kind of what he does now. He he said so. Made him a little calmer. Really <laughs> yes, yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I'm blessed well, with that. You, <laughs> amen, amen. I'm glad it's made some amazing yeah. changes in your life. And, yeah, um, yeah. and I mean, here Absolutely. you are. You've been helping people that have been sick all this time because you're a nurse. You're dedicated mm-hmm. to people's health and well, well-being. And, mm-hmm. and then you had gotten um, in the position that they're all in. And, and I know it had to have yeah. been very... Uh, just a huge, huge experience for you, and now you do see yeah. what it's like. You know, the shoe is on the mm. other foot. Yeah. And uh, if you yeah. had, if you had one thing to share with people um, after this experience, because we've got a lot of people that have called in now, and we'd like to see if they want to ask you a question. Uh, you know, yeah, they could ask yeah. me a question. They could ask me a psychic question. But if they have, I've even asked them if they've had any experiences like this. Please call in. They can share as well. But what yeah. one thing would you tell people? Uh, since you've had this experience, what would you like to share with them? You know, it's, oh gosh, there's so many things, but I, I would say the most important thing is, is just enjoy and appreciate everything you have and just appreciate everybody that's around you. You know, if anybody in any way has, has anything to give you, whether it's just, you know, you know, a verbal, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the best the best 
the word I'm looking for. I still have chemo brain, so you have to forgive me. But, um, you know, sometimes <laughs> people, you know, yeah, people would always be like, you you know, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? And all I ever asked for was prayers. And you know what? If somebody can just offer you prayers or if somebody couldn't physically be there for you, but you know they're there for you in spirit, you know, just appreciate it. Appreciate everybody you have in your life, you know, because I, I, know, I know sometimes times get tough, you know, and you might get mad at somebody for something. Nobody's perfect, but you need to, to appreciate them. Appreciate the love you have in your life. Just appreciate life. That's, that's one thing I've learned through all of this, uh, for sure. You know, you, you, sometimes you take things for granted and you don't realize sometimes what's really important, but this, this, this situation really made me realize what's important. And it's, just all your loved ones, your friend, your family, your friends, just just love them, appreciate them, spend as much time as you can with them because that's what life's about because when you pass away, you don't take those big diamond rings to heaven with you. You don't take that Gucci purse or those nice high heels or, or nice clothes. That That's not important. What's important is family and friends, your loved ones. That's the most important thing in life is love, and that's what God says. And it is that that's what comes with you when you're wherever I was, that's what I felt was love. And that was the most important thing, you know, and that's what I could, that's all I could say about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It's just, you so know. the things that are, I think it's like, don't sweat the small stuff and everything is small yeah. stuff. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. I want to also mention that when you when you were out of body, uh, having this mm-hmm. experience that you could literally see all your loved ones around you. Um, yeah. You know, other people have reported those experiences also. You know, I left my body. Everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that you could listen, you could hear your loved ones yeah. talking about you down the hall at the nurses' station. You know, yeah. so so you probably mm-hmm. weren't lingering over your body at that time either, Catherine. You were probably down, you know, mm-hmm. maybe floating through the hallways. I mean, I don't know if you remember that or not, but um, yeah. it sounds like it really was just an amazing experience. And I don't know if you've had a lot more yeah. memories that have come to you since the experience or... I've had a few things more pop things? up here and there, you know, the, um, you know, like like the thing with my husband. I didn't, you know, seeing him with his head in his hands, I didn't remember that at first, but then afterwards, the more I started to think about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that, you know, and I remember hearing this and I remember seeing that. And, uh, you know, that's, but everything now, I mean, that's all I remember with all of it now. But at first, when I first woke up, it was just, I mainly just remembered the floating above myself and seeing my uncle, but then you remember little details here and there afterwards. So, you know, yeah. for some reason, um, I'm I feel like I'm supposed to say something to you about your father. Has there been anything about your dad or anything? I have. Well, you know, that's why I say, um, you know, just appreciate all your loved ones and everything. You know, I haven't really. My dad never. Uh, really was around a lot, you know. I was raised by my mom. My mom raised me and my younger brother. Um, you know, I, when I was younger, I would see my dad, you know, every weekend, and then it became every other weekend, and then just over the years, it would taper off. And he's he's not really around a lot, you know. Um, and that's one of the things that kind of made me sad when I was going through this experience. Is you know, he would come to visit me. He would call me every week, but when I came home from the coma. 
I actually called him, and I and I don't really get many phone calls from him anymore. You know, my brother, it's the same thing. You know, and uh, you know, I I call him, and he changed his his phone number, and he didn't even tell us about it. You know, I had to get his new number from my aunt, and. You know, so I just am like, maybe he wants some of his space right now. So I haven't talked to him in a couple of weeks, but I do call him and I do make attempts to see him. But sometimes he doesn't always want to get together. So you can't force somebody to want to spend time with you, you know, but I, I do try. I'm not going to give up. You know, he's my dad. I love him. But, you know, that's that's about it with us right now with me and my dad. So I gotta tell what you, do you I think it's life. In life, many times, you know, we we look at something the way we think it should be rather than just the way it is. And, Mm -hmm. you know, for some people when they're in relationships um, and they they don't work out, it's always a matter Mm -hmm. of looking at the gifts that we got from the relationship because sometimes when we're seeing a situation, that just could be the very best that he could do. It's like this is it, and and the gift you got was you got to be with an amazing mom. You know, if it wasn't for your dad, you wouldn't be here. He wouldn't have been able to contribute. And and we don't always understand. I'll tell you what we don't understand, I believe, until we Mm -hmm. normally cross over and then we go like, hey, what was that all about? You know, why, Uh why did you have to leave or, you know, that sort of thing. Why couldn't you be, why couldn't we have it this way? And, Mm -hmm. um... You know, so sometimes it's a matter of embracing what is and just saying mm-hmm. thank you uh, for for what I've gotten from the whole situation. I don't know if that makes sense, but I hope it does. Because look does. at how great you are, yeah. Catherine. I mean, you're an amazing woman. You know, you help people. Oh, you're you. dedicated to people. Oh, my God, no doubt. I mean, I know I've talked to you for uh, for quite a while, and uh, your yeah. spirit is beautiful, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're I appreciate you're it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I believe that God so, God puts people in our lives for a reason. Sometimes you don't always understand what that reason is right away, but they're there for a reason, and, you know, sometimes you just got to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, season, reason, or a lifetime, they say. So, yeah, well, you want to, exactly. let's see if we can take a call or two here and see what some people sure. uh, are up to, see what they have to say. Sure, right, okay. Hello, caller. Hello. All right. Well, some, what I do know is that sometimes some people will call in and they just want to listen to the show. Okay. So let's see. <laughs> what do we have? <laughs> what do we have here? Hello, caller. Dream. Yes. Kristen. Kristen, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you, Dorian? Hey, I'm good, Kristen. I'm good. So, do you um, have a uh, do you have a question for Catherine tonight, or do you have a, just a, a straight up question? I just have a straight up question. Um, I do. It was kind of ironic because I just wanted to just comment. I will. I'm just going to be brief on this. Um, I am experiencing some of that letting go this this year, especially within the last month or so. And mm-hmm. you guys were just talking about family and letting it go and just, you know, trying to make something out of something that will never be. Yeah. And I've been coming to the realization for the last month and a half, couple of months, that it's, it's, certain people in my life is just not going to happen. 
so right, right, right. Um, and it's just it is, and and it's. I just had a phone call about five minutes ago. Well, not five minutes ago, but just before I got on the phone with you, and it was just like it was like a, a pointless phone call. Like I, there's like it, it's just done, and it's just it's bitter. It's bittersweet. I knew it was coming, but it it is like the final nail in the coffin kind of thing. So. Well, and you know what you want to yeah. look at too, Kristen. You want to look at you want to look at what. What did you get out of in the whole picture? What gifts did you get out of that situation? Because, you know, if it, you know that saying when it says if it doesn't kill you, it only makes you stronger. I completely believe that, by the way. Um, and I also believe that, uh, you know, whether it's an old boyfriend, whether whatever the situation is, you know, losing a job, it's always it's like unmet expectations. What what was your expectation? What didn't happen that you thought was supposed to happen? Because that's where we struggle with the reality and that's really that's what causes like the emotional disappointment or pain. Instead of like, you know, Catherine was talking about being in the present and accepting yeah. things the way they are. So when we're in the present and we accept things the way they are, even if it wasn't what we wanted, then we go like, Oh, Hey, well, that guy didn't like me. You know, hey, that's okay. You know, I get to go on and find yeah, somebody and else that's going to fall madly in love with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then just say um, thank you for that person for the experience that you did have. This was more of a family-type situation. This was more of a okay. family stuff that really hasn't been working for a while and just just, just back and forth negativity and just just finally me having enough. So. Um, it's just, sometimes too, Kristen, you want to pray for the people or pray for the situation. I, I don't, you know what I I mean? It's just, I think it's just, I think this particular situation is just kind of done. I don't think there's more than really more anything. Yeah. And that's okay. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to just call and see, um, I'm looking, I am looking, so I'm, um, just job situation and what you see as a possibility of me, um, I'm thinking about making a possible really big change. And I just wanted to just see what you see as far as job-wise is concerned. Did You did not already leave a job, did you? Um, I have not. I have not. not. Okay, so um, what I, I heard, what I heard before, hang on, hang on. What I heard was, don't leave yet. That's what I heard. Okay. So so if you can wait this out, and I'm hearing, it kind of sounds like April. If you can wait uh. this out until that time, that's probably going to be the very best thing. Uh, and, again, I don't always know why. I just know that if the spirits are saying it, um, then that's the things that, you know, I believe I uh, I listen to the spirits with what they're telling me, and then I tell that to many of the people that I do the readings for, because I do readings, you know, this is my full-time job doing psychic readings and clearings and exorcisms and healings. So uh, I would don't leave that job uh, until April if you have any control over that, Kristen, um, and then give me a call back and let me know what happens. Um, all right, well, we do have to move on to another caller. And let's see who's next online. And good luck, Kristen. Let me know what happens. 
Hi, Julian. Hi, Julian. Hi, who is this? Oh, uh, Kay. Hey, Kay. How Hello? are you today? Yes. I'm doing well. I was just calling about. Sure. No. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Hello? What were you saying you, you were calling me? about? I oh, can't. Okay. I, I, I was just calling about uh, love and marriage. I, I don't. I don't think Timothy or George is the, are the are the ones. <laughs> or maybe you okay. know something, or your guests know something. Well, to me, it looks like there's probably going to be some more uh, romantic activity, more around the holidays. Um, no, cancel that. Well, no, because I said, yeah, okay. see, that's the way it goes. I I said it right. So that's what you want to mm-hmm. wait around. But I also saw something around, um, like, the Valentine's Day. So I don't know if there's going to be something that surprises you. But I would look look around, like, the holidays or a holiday. And that's that's what I would go with right now. Um, all right. And, you know, I don't know if any of you guys have a question for Catherine. If you do, please please uh, come forward and ask those questions. Um and let's see. Let's see who else we have here. Or if you guys have any of those experiences also. Okay, here we go. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, who is this? Sal. Sal. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Sal? Fine, how you doing, Dorian? Hey, I'm good, I'm good. So have do you have any do you have anything that uh that you can share um regarding anything with Catherine? Well, I I question for you, but I can tell you from my past when I was younger, I had a, a thyroid problem and uh I went to so many doctors and they would give me uh I would call it these pills would make me uh, feel funny. I forget what the hell they were. But uh, they turned around and uh, they couldn't find nothing wrong with me. And uh, mm-hmm. one day we were going to go on vacation and we are going to Chicago. And I, I just uh, feel like I was choking and choking. And I turned around and I, uh, now Ramona was with me. And I turned around and told her, I don't feel good. She goes, Spender, my hands are sweating and sweating. And the next thing I know, she my hands got cold, and I started feeling like numb, dizzy, and and you ever see like uh, when it had the uh, psychic thing where the, the big wheel would spin, and you look into the middle, my my head yeah. felt like that, and all of a sudden, and this was like in, in the summertime, it was like 90 degrees, I was like real hot, and, and they told me, and they said I was real, real cold, and I, I just put my head down on her lap, and I I, I just really didn't care anymore because I, I turned around and had been going through so much problems with this. The next thing I woke up, I was in the hospital and the doctor gave me some wow. kind of shot and told my mother that if it had been any longer, I would have died. And, but the, at the point where I went through, at the, I didn't feel no pain. I turned around. I was completely relaxed. In the situation I was, 
and and I was ready to die I, because I gone through so much pain and so much problems so long that I, I was finally ready to give up. And wow. they brought me back. They brought me back. Wow. Wow. Well, that sounds similar to what you were. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask: Did did you did you really feel like you wanted to go back when you finally came back from where you were? Um, no, no, not really. I I just had a, a a real good feeling with me. It just that came over me, and I mm-hmm. I felt no pain. I I didn't feel anything. It's like all of a sudden something just surrounded me, and uh, yes. I I didn't feel anything. And I was yeah. like okay. happy for the first time in my life. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Then I woke up. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of wow. kind of yeah. how I was too, you know, because I always used to worry if I was going to go to hell for sins I've committed. You know, I've never <laughs> done anything horrible or anything like that, but you always wonder, you know, and then I realized, right. okay, I'm not in a bad place and I can't wait to go back there, but hopefully it's not for another 60 years or so, you know. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Totally, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I had suffered with that, that thyroid condition for so long that it, it comes to a point that uh, I, I didn't care whatever it takes. And finally, I seen a doctor, and they found these modules in my uh, thyroid that were, they were going and pushing against my uh, veins, going to my uh, brain and my arteries was was causing wow. that problem. Oh, and, my uh, And I, when I got surgery, they turned around and told me they had, like, I had, he said I had, like, I think, three nodules inside. And during surgery, they found, like, 15 or 10 more because the surgery was only supposed to last, like, three hours. And I was under, like, I think 10 or 8 hours because they had to take the nodules out and send them out to have them uh, test to see if they were cancer or not. It not it, they ended up just taking that one whole side out and... Oh, they turned wow. around and closed it, but it was non-malignant, so I was okay for that. But for me, it mm-hmm. seemed like I just closed my eyes and woke up, and it was all over, and it was in recovery. But uh, yeah. everything happened so fast. But so quick. Yeah, it's, it's very quick. It's so, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't feel nothing. Yeah. No, like you don't feel nothing. It's oh. like minutes. It feels like it's minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, but with all the suffering and pain, I didn't care. I just... Yeah. Where I get done, I at that point yeah. I didn't care, I didn't care anymore. I was done. Yeah. I was done yeah. with it. So I said, "If yeah, it's my time, thing, it didn't happen, Sal, because you're wonderful." Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it wasn't my time. Be, wasn't meant yeah, to be. Yeah, wasn't your time. Yep. <laughs> no, not at all. Wow. Not at all. Wow. Yeah, it's not your time. You know, you like you don't hear anyone say it, but you just know it's not your time when you're there. You know. Um, yeah. You just get that well, feeling. Well, Sam, did you have another you know? question? or? Oh, yeah. The, uh, I never seen that the young girlfriend that was coming to my life. And how do you see my finances, finances coming up here? Because uh, it's supposed to be a, a good year coming up for me. And I've done yeah. a little bit good and a little bit bad. So I'm still hanging in there. Well, did you have a, a good luck or congratulations on your new sweetheart there? And... um. I think it's blessed by Mona, just to let you know. <laughs> I think she's okay with it. And um, Sal had a, a wonderful wife. I've, I've known both these guys for, God, I don't know how many years, Sal. 
And and I've got to tell you, I um, I'd gotten a beautiful Christmas gift from um, Sal and Mona, and I just put it on my mantle just the other day. I want to share that with you. And um, and but but Mona, um, it you know it was her time to go to heaven, so she did that. And so now I really feel that she's really okay with this new situation for you. So it's really nice. And when I see the money part, it feels like you have you been paying off bills or something, Sal, or paying things off? I have been paying off. I'm trying to pay off the house as fast as I can to help my son get in the Go, go, go. And uh, all my bills, my credit cards, I'm, I'm current and, and stay ahead, and, and I'm, I'm retired but not retired because I'm collecting my SSI and still working full time. So uh, the money I get, I, I, I Pay the bills. Any money I got left over, I'll go and play what I can at the casino or scratches. But I never overdo because my bills come first before anything else. Yeah, I just saw that. I just saw you taking all this money and go bam, 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 like putting money down on stuff and paying it off. That's wonderful. Well, it feels like um, it feels like you're going to have a, a pretty decent year coming up. It feels like it's going to be a, a Good year, a lot of love, good family stuff happening, a little bit of travel going on. And, uh, yeah, and it feels like there's going to be good peace. And I just want to say this year feels like it's going to be more fun for you. Hopefully, uh, like I said, I was, I'm planning, hopefully uh, I can be done with in April working. And they were asking me if I want to stay part-time. I said, well, I'll let you know I really don't know because the kids want me to quit completely because I don't know what plans they have for me, but I, I don't really have any plans that I want to do other than this. maybe just go out and something else. But these kids are always on me about retiring, retiring. I'm telling them, what is your problem with retiring? Like, right, I'm retiring. Right. You know, I'm already retiring. Retiring, you know. You're you're a very much alive person, so you need to be out in the out in society uh, being a contribution. You know, the other thing I can see, and this might sound pretty weird to you, but and you'll have to call me and let me know, but I, but I get a sense that you might be doing some sort of um, security work, even if it's a part-time thing later on, because it looks like okay. security. So okay, so let me know if that happens, would you? Sure will. And what did you say about somebody right. coming into my life? Do you have somebody in your life right now or no? No, that's what I said. I, you told me I was going to have somebody younger coming in. But nothing. Not, oh, I, haven't I seen thought her you said she already came in. Oh, well, then no, watch for somebody coming in. No, 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 no. Of course, it may be just because, like, I, I work all the time, come home, just a little bit out. I, I really know to go out drinking or, or going to socializing too much at all because I'm too involved too much with the job. And I come home because I start three in the morning and I come home by, by noon to have a little bit and I'm tired. And by the time I get up and have something to eat, it's time to go to bed because I can get up next day and do the same thing again. Yeah, but I got to tell you, you never know. Uh, you never know, Sal, because my my second husband had delivered my refrigerator to the front door. So I would always <laughs> say, hey, it was great. It was great. Wonderful man. We were together for for a very long time. Uh, but he delivered my refrigerator to my front door. That's how we met, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I love you, Sal, mm-hmm. and we do have to uh, move on to another caller. So uh, let me know what happens. Yeah, I mean, you you cannot tell what's going to happen. It, things change right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? 
And yeah. that and Catherine, that's again being present in the moment. As long as you're present, there are some things that'll be presented to you right away. And if you've got your eyes open, you're not going to pass them yeah. up. You exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. If you're looking too far in the future, you're not going to see what's right in front of your face. You know, you need to that's, be in the present. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yes. Yes. So, exactly. All right. Let's see who we have next online. You know, I should say this, too. Uh, I want to mention this. Um, I had recently been, I'd done an interview with Jennifer Weigel, and she has a podcast called I'm Spiritual, Damn It. So you guys can go to that podcast and listen to that. And then uh, this week I'd also, have you ever heard of a gong bath, Catherine? No. G-O-N-G? Well, no. There is a gentleman uh, who does these gong baths, and it's, and it's not a um a bath that can you know that you have water but it's called a gong bath and it's something it's like a tibetan what do you call well a gong right it looks like a a big brass mm-hmm. uh piece of metal and what they do is you you get a blanket and a pillow and you lay there and um and this person uh, this gentleman's name is Richard Rudis. Uh, he'll come into mm-hmm. Illinois a couple of times a year, and there's mm-hmm. many people that lay on the on the floor, and you have a blanket, a pillow, and something that you lay on top of. And then as he starts beating this drum, this this brass gong, oh my God, it's amazing! And this is something that also yeah. creates uh, a healing. People have had a lot of healings from things like this. So uh, something oh. I just recently did. Yeah, yeah, if I can get it up on my website, coffeepsychic.com, you know, you guys can mm-hmm. check it out. And and I also want to mention, I'm going to throw my number out there for people. Uh, you guys know that I do full-time readings, and uh, if you want to get a more in-depth reading, you can reach me at 219-940-9292. Uh, check me out at coffeepsychic.com, and if you want to set up a reading to see what's happening for this next year, give me a call. Give me a call. So let's see who's next online here, Catherine. Okay. Hello, caller. Hello. Hi, who is this? Hi, my name's Christina. Hey, Christina, how are you tonight? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm great, honey. What what do you have what do you have on mind, Christina? Um, I'm wondering if Miguel is completely cut me off and if Jack is available for dating. Okay, um, it kind of feels like um, you said Miguel. Yep. Yeah, I I get the sense of him. I don't know if it makes sense to you, but it seems like he's really not good for you. Does that make sense yeah. to you? Yeah. Yeah, he's not so good for you, and um. And then Jack, I'm not sure that he is completely available right now, but you would mm-hmm. want him to be available. He's a very nice guy, by the way. Yeah. But you you want him to be completely available and free of any past relationships, if you know what I mean. Yep, that's the situation. So thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. God bless you. <laughs> Good luck and Merry <laughs> Christmas. 
Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we get involved in things that are not uh, completed on the other person's side, and it's like, oh, my God, it's only going to cost you a lot of emotional pain. Be careful. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know, right? And these are these yeah. are some of the life lessons, though. I mean, some of it's karma. You learn some of it's stuff that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think I read. I read something good recently. For you, they're not going to put you through all that. So. <laughs> well, you know, but the love, you know, our heart, you know, I mean, love happens, and sometimes it just happens, and yeah. we don't mean for it to happen in the wrong place. So, mm-hmm. I think um, good judgment happens from the experiences that we've had from bad judgment. And we learn from those experiences, and that creates better judgment. Right. So we just have to make sure we're not too hard on ourselves, and uh, forgiveness is the key word on all the, on, on everything, mm-hmm. I believe. Love mm-hmm. and forgiveness. You told me about that yep. that whole Ono prayer, and I say it all the time. Opono, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. That's a wonderful and prayer. I'll tell you guys about it in yeah. a second. Yep. Hello, caller. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Who is this? Hi, Mayan. My name's Kathy. Hey, Kathy. How can we help you tonight, honey? Hi. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me about uh, love in my life and about also. Uh, a man named Michael. <clears throat> Has Michael been uh, some someone that um, I don't know? I'm getting such conflicting feelings about him. But is he somebody that you're thinking that you shouldn't completely trust, honey? That yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, and it just seems like there's more to Michael than what meets the eye, if you know what I'm saying. And it's not like it's an intentional bad thing, but uh, there's just way too much going on there, and, and I don't think he's completely clear. Um, he's not. And I, I don't know if I'd really walk into that situation right now, Kathy. Okay. Okay. Do you see anything but don't for me? worry. <laughs> I think I think you're going to be very happy later on. Possibly have twins. Um, okay. Be with a very very nice person. I kind of get the name Robert, Robert, Bob, Ron. I don't know an R name. I don't think it's Richard, okay. but uh, a really great guy. Good hard worker. Uh, and it feels like you guys are going to make a really good team together. And possibly I don't know if I don't know if you guys are going to own a tow truck company or something else later on, but. Uh, watch for something around vehicles later on that you and your husband will probably own a company together. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Write it down. Write it down and let me know what happens later on. Okay? I will. Will do. Thank you. <laughs> All right, honey. Merry Christmas. All right, Merry Christmas bye-bye. to you, too. Right, bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so excited for her. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of got that feeling, you know. She's He's like a sweet person. <laughs> so find very a nice, very nice. to be with. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so um <clears throat> you know, I think we have one more caller here. Let me let me make sure. Hello, caller. Hey Julianne, this is Esther. Esther, hey girl, what's going on? I actually thought for some reason that you were gonna be calling in tonight. It's so great to talk to you. How are things going? 
Oh, fair to partly cloudy. They, uh, that one job that I wanted with the MPA, they called, they said that uh, they moved on. They just texted me to say, uh, I don't know, do you think I'll just wait and see if they're going to call me back? But they said that they moved on. So what do you think? Uh, should I apply for the radio job now? What do, you, do you think I'll I still I get a job? That, I think they did kind of move on for whatever reason. Uh, and sometimes we look at something as missed opportunities, and sometimes it's okay that it's a missed opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes okay. it turns out so, okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah. do you think uh, I should fight? There's a there's another one with the sky, and there's a with the sky uh, basketball team, and there's another one, two of them with the radio station, WBEZ and WGN. Okay. You think I'd go for one of those? I would positively go for those. Yes, I would. And and I know there might be a slim, slim chance about, uh, I don't know why I'm hearing it like this, but <clears throat> the possibility of a government job or some serious? connection to the government. Yeah. Is that soon, you think? Anytime this month, you think? Oh, uh, Not this month, but I would just keep I just keep throwing it out there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. You Did you have this? anything to share, Esther? You've been you've been you're a very spiritual woman. Uh, you've got a very robust life. Did you have any experiences like what Catherine is uh, sharing with us tonight about the near death experience? I mean, I know I've had some uh, weird experiences, but have you had anything or know anyone that has? No. Yes, I have. Matter of fact, uh, Joanne, I'll be calling you and uh, I'll get your, uh, Catherine's information because you know I'm doing a documentary on uh, life after death and uh, life death experiences. I want to do a wow, documentary on good. that. Yep, that's so why Catherine, I keep talking to you. Catherine, can I pass your information on to Esther? Sure, if you'd like to, that's fine. Thank happy you, guys. I'm happy to help. <laughs> Okay, Joyanne, I love you, and I'll be I'll be calling you next month for my birthday uh, thing. Okay. All right, honey, love you too. Love All you. right, bye bye. Take care. Merry Christmas, Esther. Thank you. You All too. Right. All right, honey. Bye bye. Now I've got to tell you, I had another one of my friends recently tell me about her uh, her near death experience that she also had, um, and also. Um, I ended up having a, an experience. I had an experience myself mm-hmm. that uh, I had an angiogram at this um, not a couple of years ago, and it was amazing because all of my dead relatives were filling up the room with me, and there was such a peace yeah. that I experienced that there was no fear. And what was weird was it because it was so peaceful. It was such a sense of if I did die, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And the love and everything else they felt, it was just amazing. So uh, I can't yeah. believe that this whole hour has flown by, Catherine, and I just yes, want to say thank yes. you so much. Oh, thank you're welcome. You. You're absolutely welcome. So Yes, yes. If, if, if I can reach out there and help anybody else get through a similar situation, because I know it could be kind of scary at first, you know, when I first came you out of it. you have your number was, that you can put out for people? Can you put your number out for people? Yeah, or what would you sure. Like to put out an email. Um, I have an email address I can give, and it's uh, it's p i c l e s 
at yahoo.com. Pickles without the K. <laughs> um, okay, and then yeah, people I'm, can, I'm, I, can email you and you can help them out if they've oh, had like a near-death experience? Of course, of course. Uh, if, if I can help them in any way, I will definitely do that. And, you know, maybe that's why I, I'm still here if it's to help anybody else out because I know it can be kind of a uh, – it's, it, it's, it's a very – loving happy experience but it can also be um kind of nerve-wracking at first when you don't really understand what happened you know and if, after time you start to realize okay this is what happened this is what you know probably going what, what was going on you know you start to um uh become a little more calm about it you know and uh, realize the beauty in it so if i can help yeah. anybody else what did i more than willing so <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Send me some emails. Well, thank <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. And again, oh, um, thank you for having Kendra. me, Jorianne. Oh, you're welcome, yeah. honey. You're welcome. And I just want to say yeah. Merry Christmas to everybody, and uh, of course to you and your family. And uh, you guys can uh, join us back here next week. Uh, contact uh, Blog Talk Radio, and we'll talk to you next week, everyone. All right. Good night. Good night. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs>